Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. Today we have a very exciting episode and we're talking about home ownership. We're going to talk about tips for homeowners. We're going to talk about things to know, myths, um, truths, all of that. So I actually have a guest here with me and I'll let her introduce herself. So hi guys, my name is Zakia Clark. You can call me Kia for short. I am a licensed real, real estate agent in all of New Jersey. Um, but I currently service all of North Jersey. Yes. So we have a licensed realtor in the house, y'all. So yes. you know we're getting, <laughs> we're getting good tips today. Yes. So Zaki and I met in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually met when I was like in the process of, um, trying to look for a house. Right. And, um, so that's when we met. And actually we've kept in touch here and there since then. And she was definitely the first person that came to my mind when I wanted to do this episode because, you know, she's a young, she's killing it. She's, you know, closing you. deals. Thank so <laughs> she really does. She it's is gonna, <laughs> yeah, she's gonna give us good advice. So I remember like I was, I think I was like 25 when I wanted to buy a house, mm-hmm. right? And when the idea came to my mind, it was just so because it's so expensive to rent. Yes, yes. Here on the East Coast, especially. Yes. And I learned that the amount you pay for your mortgage sometimes can be less than you're paying from uh, your rent. Absolutely, it's insane. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point, right? You might as well look to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And I do want to put a disclaimer out there before we get started. We're not telling people you should like drop right. everything and go buy a house, but this is for people that have had the thought and just don't know how to go about it or mm-hmm. think maybe, oh, you know, I'm too young to buy a house. Right, right. So, Zaki, do you feel like, because here's a common myth and people are like, you know, once you buy a house, you're stuck in that house. So that's why a lot of young people don't want to, you right, know, right. take that step because they feel like they're going to be tied down. Would you say <laughs> yes. that that's true? I would say that that is definitely not true. Okay. So let's explain, um, please, girl. Right, right. <laughs> so the thing about buying a house is that once you buy a house, you obviously own it. Right. Anything that you own, you can go and sell it. Exactly. So there's no way that you can be stuck. Of course, obviously, if you purchase a house, you want to be there for a couple years at least before you sell it. Right. Um, but if you compare it to renting or leasing an, an apartment, you're stuck there for a year. And mm-hmm. if you opt out, you know, then you have to pay a large fee yeah. in order to get out. And then you lose everything that you already put in. Exactly. When you purchase a home, you build equity on a home. Um, and then also when you sell it, you, you there's a return. Right, exactly. Right? Exactly. So and if it's a good house, like most of the time you are going to walk away with a good amount of money from, right. from you know, that house that you bought. So because I remember a lot of people were like, oh, you know, if you if you buy the house, you probably never get a husband. What? Right. I know. The crazy <laughs> myths because they were like, you know, you'll be you'll be too attached to the house. You won't because you know how people are like when you get married, you should. Get you it know, together. Yeah, and stuff like that. Right. Or like move out and move to your husband's See, well, house and stuff like that. Can I just say something about that? Sure. Like, I mean, say if that is the case where you meet someone and you've already purchased your house, mm-hmm. you can go and buy another house and just put it in his name and own it together. Exactly. And then rent out your current property. It becomes an asset. So, exactly. I mean, it's not like you purchase a house and you have to stay there forever. Exactly. First of all, when you take out a loan for a house, you only are obligated to stay in that house for six months after that if you want to move and rent it out you can do that i actually didn't even know that so that's actually so only six months six months Uh, yeah that's it first of all well that's with fha so first time home buyers 
other loans like conventional you don't even have to live in it right you right. can rent it out exactly. right right from the beginning exactly. right exactly exactly and that's actually a good point that you brought up about um you know renting out your house because right. it's always going to be it's an investment right mm-hmm. so you have this house now and you know sometimes a lot of times in the East Coast, we have multifamily homes, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can live in one, rent out the other, exactly. or rent out both, exactly. and you can make money off of it And while you're not actually doing anything. And the thing about home ownership and just houses in general is people always need a place to live. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I don't think it's going to be too hard to oh, no. find it's, someone. Right, exactly. It's never that hard, especially right now. The prices are going up everywhere. So what's happening? Mm. New Yorkers are coming over here. Yeah, to Jersey, right? So Jersey is hot right now. Mm. I mean, I I don't know. I'm from Newark. So if you look at downtown Newark and you see all the building they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because right now, even Hoboken and Jersey City is a little too expensive now. So people are moving even more south from them. Right. So it's still North, but now they're coming to North, downtown Newark, in areas like that, East Orange, by the train station. Right. Right now is definitely a a good time to purchase, for sure. Right. And at least to start looking into it, right? Yeah. So if you were, like, for someone that's in their 20s, they probably think they need, like, 100K before they can ever think about (laughs) buying a house. What would you say about that? Yes, yes. I mean, well, I know it's scary. Anything scary that you don't know much about, I would always say talk to a realtor. If you're interested in purchasing a house, talk to a realtor. Of course, having like 50000 or 20000 saved up would be great mm-hmm. and it'll be easier for you to purchase something. But technically, I would not say that you need it. We can find other ways. Do you have a 401k? Mm-hmm. You know, you can always use money in your 401k to purchase a home. You're not penalized for that. Right. Also, there are programs. And if you talk to a realtor or lenders, we know of some programs that you can use Mm. Um, most likely to help you with down payment money or to help you with closing costs. So if you want to get started, then definitely talk to a professional so we can see where you are with your money and what what we can find for yeah. you. Because the first-time homebuyers actually do have a lot of, um, like you said, programs. And there yeah. are a lot of benefits. Even like the FHA loan that you mentioned, it's mm-hmm. only, what, 3.5 that exactly. you need? As opposed to 10 or 20% Exactly. exactly. Which yeah. is awesome because here in Jersey, you can find cheaper houses. Mm-hmm. So it will be a little bit easier to come up with that money, especially right. if you have the idea in mind and you be- begin saving towards it mm-hmm. and, you know, putting money aside. And then along with those programs, it'll just make that whole process easier right. from the very beginning. Right, right. So what do you feel like um are the some just basic steps? So let's say I wake up one day and you know what? It's like, I want to buy a house. Like what would be my next step? If I okay. thought that. After that thought, the next step is to call me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, call her, guys. <laughs> I mean, no, but on a serious note, the first thing you want to do is talk to a realtor. Right. Um, And the second thing, honestly, is to get pre-approved. You need to get pre-approved so that we're not wasting people's time. We don't want to mm. waste your time. And then, I mean... Well, so when you say pre-approval, what does that actually mean? Because I remember when I they were telling me to get pre-approved, I was like, oh, I don't want my credit to get run and all this crazy stuff. But you need that for a while. Like, why do you need that? I mean, I know that getting your credit check is scary, but if you're serious, then this is just what you need to do. That's just the bottom line. If you're not serious, then just maybe wait wait on it. But 
getting pre-approved really just means we need to see what you can afford for a home. Right. It doesn't make sense to go in home shop and you don't even know what you can afford. Mm. So then you go and you fall in love with this $300,000 home, but then you find out you can only afford $190,000. Right. So then what? Right? Like, so let's just be realistic and get you pre-approved. The lender... Um, before they issue you a pre-approval, they will need information. Mm. So that I think is a scary part for right. people because people don't want to give All their, their information. Life. Right. But I mean, this is the process. So the lender is going to need your W-2s mm. or your 1099s, depending on if you're self-employed. They're going to need um, your pay stubs. They're going to have to run your credit. They need all of this information to figure out what you can afford. Yeah. Right. And like you said too, cause that, that's the biggest thing. You see all these houses and some houses are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the bank isn't going to give you that money. Exactly. So exactly. if you don't have that pre-approval, you're like you said, you are wasting time. time. Yeah. So after you get pre-approved, then you can begin the home looking. Searching. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want it. Let me just put this out there. Always, I would, even if it's not me, okay, <laughs> always stick with one realtor because okay. you want to build a relationship with a realtor that you trust. Right. Um, and you want to build a relationship with them so that they know what to show you. Yeah. After a while, it's like, okay, I know my client by now. Yeah. I know what to show you, what not to even send your way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just works better that way. Right. Yeah. So now you've looked at houses, you found a house that you want. So then what? Right. So now that we found the house that we want, we have to place an offer. That's also another scary step. People yes. will look at a bunch of homes and then they're scared to place the offer. Yeah. Because you, you don't know if it's the perfect home. Mm. Listen, place that offer and... Nine times out of 10, depending on the market, the area, you will be going up against other buyers mm. in this current market. I can only speak for New Jersey in right. this current market. Right. right now, especially in the urban or city areas, there's like 10 people plus to a home. Wow. So you're putting in an offer against like nine plus other people. Mm. So you want to make sure your offer is strong, as strong as you can make it. Don't, you know, overdo yourself. Yeah. But the yeah. strongest that you can do, place that offer. And now if you get your offer accepted, mm-hmm. that's when everything comes into play. You have to go into attorney's review, which mm-hmm. means you will need an attorney. After attorney's review has concluded, the next step is sending out an inspector. You always want to get the home inspected because you need to know what's going on in that basement, what's right. going on underneath <laughs> the pretty, you know, yeah. hardwood floors. And, and I'm like, happy you right. said that because when someone is trying to sell their house, they will package that house to make it look as nice as possible. Right, right. Because they don't want you to find out like the deep, dark secrets. Because right. they just, for if you're selling your house, you either really want to get out of there. Right, right. So you need to make sure like your inspection is on point. And right, I feel right. Like, are there even things because as far as like, you know, even turning on all the lights, like turning on the faucets, yeah, is that advisable? Um, well, the thing is you can, you can Mm -hmm. definitely do that when you're walking through a house. One thing that my client was doing that he actually taught me something, Mm -hmm. um, we were walking through every house that like he wanted to see Mm -hmm. and he, because we were looking in the urban areas, he would open up the cabinets, like under the sink mm. to see if there was roaches. Oh, wow. Because people will clean their house so good. Oh, yes. And before the show, and the next thing you know, you move in and there's like, you got to keep bombing. It. Like, yeah. just little stuff like that. Yeah. So because he was looking in like Newark, Irvington, and that's where he wanted to be. Yeah. 
he was opening up just to see, and I, we were finding like crazy stuff, like yeah, in people's cabinets. And I, I never used to do that. Cause I mean, obviously when, sometimes when I'm showing higher end homes, we're not really you looking for that stuff. That. So yeah. we're not really opening the cabinets and stuff like that. I mean, but of course, when you're walking through a house, if you want to do that stuff, you do have the right. If you want to just turn on the water to see if it comes on right away, mm-hmm. you have the right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's a good point because I remember after I got my house, I found out I had a plumbing issue. Mm-hmm. And had I like just flushed a couple of toilets during my walkthrough, I could have you know, find that out from the very beginning. And those issues, are, are those something that you can get the seller to fix before? Um, or how does that work if you right. find issues like that? That's a great question. I mean, there's two things when you put in, in your offer. We need to know, is the seller selling their house as is or not? Okay. If a house is being sold as is, then you're walking into that deal knowing that the seller most likely is not going to fix it. They're just ready to sell their house and move to Florida or whatever they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to put any more money into the house Mm. because they just want to sell it. Right. Now, you do have um, usually renovated properties. They won't do that. They just renovated. It's not really going to be an as-is sale. Mm-hmm. So they're more willing to work with you if something pops up during an inspection. Okay. You know, so if anything pops up, either they will give you a credit at the end so you can go and fix it or they will fix it during the process before you close. Okay. And they have to show the receipts. So that's something that's built into the offer from the beginning. I mean, not Yes, technically the as-is part, but in regards to whatever they're going to fix, Mm -hmm. we only find that out after inspection. So we've already placed the offer at this point. Okay. So after inspection, we pass inspection. So what are we doing next? Okay. We've passed inspection with flying colors, let's just say. Now we move on. The next step is the bank has to send out their own inspector, which is called Mm. an appraisal. Okay. Right. So now they send out their person to pretty much see what the house is worth. It's not as intense as an inspection. Mm. Inspections take like an hour to two hours, depending. An appraisal, they're just there for like 30 minutes. They're walking through (laughs) rooms, measuring the sizes. Yeah. Um, Are the floors good? Are the walls good? And they out. Mm. They look at the, you know, surrounding area. How's the backyard? You know, what's the square footage of everything? And then they go compare it to everything else in the area within a mile radius or less. Okay. And... They come up with their, you know, their figure, their figure. Okay. So those are like all processes that you as the buyer are not 100% involved in. Like they'll give you, you're not there with them when they're doing all of this. Correct. You want to be as involved as possible. Okay. So you can be 100% involved in that. Absolutely. Listen, I would say if, if not anything, be there for your inspection. Yeah. Because you want to walk through the house with the inspector and ask any questions. Because sometimes when they send that report, it looks like a foreign language. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, there's always um, language for every, I guess, field. Like, yeah. Those, like jargon, you know. Yeah. So you want to just be there to ask questions when they say something to you like, oh, look, this isn't really working properly. And then you can say, well, how much would something like that cost? cost. Or like, you want to be there and be a part of it. An appraisal, you don't really have to be there. Whatever number they come up with, that's just going to be the number. Yeah. Um, But you can just come and just see how it all works. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually a mistake that I made and and that's the purpose of this 
episode to mm-hmm. actually inform people. I wasn't there during my inspection. I was actually mm-hmm. out of town. So for me, I was just like, oh, I passed? Okay, great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But had I been there, there are maybe some things that I would have asked or mm-hmm. questions that, you know, would have come to my right. mind that the inspector may not really care about because he's not going to live here. Right. So, you know, so that is a really good point. Like, be there throughout the whole entire process and, you know, just ask as many questions because this is somewhere you're going to be living. Exactly. Um, you want to, you don't want to be blindsided and have all these bills like extra things that come up once you actually move into the house. Right, right. So if we pass inspection and we pass the appraisal, what would you say to come next? That's pretty much it. <laughs> Hopefully by this. So this is everything as a real time. I'm making sure it's getting done. Okay. Um, because obviously you need. There's so many different moving parts to getting someone to the mm-hmm. closing table. But now at this point, I'm going to go and ask the attorney. To make sure that he already ordered title. He should have been done that. Mm. But that's something that we would be waiting for. So we also have to make sure title is ordered. Yeah. And we also have to do our city inspection. Right. So like obtaining the CO, which stands for a certificate of occupancy. Mm-hmm. And also, oh my God, I'm so sorry. If everybody listening, I hope you can kind of understand what I'm <laughs> saying. But um, I know it's a lot of information. But, but it's also, good information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also you need to go get your your smoke certificate from the city. Yes, I remember that. Yes, all <laughs> that. And that's pretty much just saying you have your carbon monoxide detectors in. Yep. You have your fire extinguishers placed where they need to be. Yeah. So once you pass all those inspections and title is cleared and you are cleared for your loan because yep. they're going to run it one more time to make sure you still are qualified. Yes. Then we can all head to the closing table. Yes. And then you Such, close yeah. and that's, a, that's an amazing, it's a really fulfilling experience, yes, yes. right? Cause you've been through sometimes months of, you know, a lot of back and forth. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's finally like, like this is happening now. So now you're moving in and you're just like, Oh wow. Like I'm really a homeowner. Like this is, I got the keys. Yes. So it's like, this is my house now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're in and once you're in that house and one thing I actually do want to say and I know this is kind of going back to the beginning but just because let's say for example the bank approves you for like 250 I don't think it's advisable to buy a house that's 250,000 mm-hmm. because you know you you only know personally what right. bills that you have right. and and you just want to make sure you have money left over right. during the month you don't want to be you know on right. zero balance on your monthly bills right. so um that's one thing I wanted to know because things are going to come up. Let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. You do want to have some savings where you can dip into when right. these things come up. So as a first time home buyer, as a home buyer in general, um, just be aware that it's not a walk in the park. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> I mean, there have been times where I cry because I was mm-hmm. like, Lord, like, why did I even do this? But then like, the benefit has been so worth it. You see, you know, your house appreciating. Right. You see things like that and it helps you realize, okay, like this was, it wasn't a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. And that's with anything in life. So even if, even if you were renting, like you said, when you leave that apartment or that house, you walk away with nothing. Nothing. You know, and it's like you've spent, some people spend five years at a place or six and years. nothing from it. Right. Nothing. And you've paid this person's mortgage for all these years when you could have really been investing in yourself. Let me tell you, you done paid this person their mortgage plus a little change for mm. some pizza. Okay. Imagine. <laughs> they are, they are 
charging you for their mortgage and then so that they can take their vacation next right. summer. So right. just think about that. They're trying to make a profit. It's not just you're paying rent for ju- for just their mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's the thing to, to keep in mind. Right. Um, if you've ever thought about buying a house and you've been scared, I mean, it's, it's a scary thought, but yeah. don't let that fear hold you back from actually right. taking that step. Because if not... I mean, the benefits are there. The mm-hmm. benefits are there. So it's good to to try and get into it. So if you just had to give like one piece of advice for someone in their 20s or 30s that was looking to buy a house, what would you, you know, just tell them? That is a great question. So one thing that a lot of people don't know that I should put out there is that make sure that you're not missing any payments on your credit card, okay? Mm. Like even if you're like... I don't want to pay it. I need to pay. Like if you if you plan on purchasing a house, you can't have any credit card mispayments, mm. anything going into link into delinquency, right. because that will disqualify you, and then you have to wait another two years. Oh wow! Right? I did not know that. So when lenders are pre qualifying you, they're looking at past two years. That means you can't have any delinquency in those past two years, and you also can't have a repoed car. Okay, mm. and you also. You, you have to have consistent income. So if there was a time where you got fired, if you didn't have a job lined up for like that next week or two weeks, yeah. then that you have to start another two years over. There can be no gaps mm. of no income because then that disqualifies you from mm. getting pre-approved. Wow. That's good to so, know. So just be on your payments. Right. Like just, I mean, money management. Cause you're going to need money yeah. management when you get into the house anyway. Yeah. Like you need to know. And the last question I have for you is, do student loans affect you from buying a house? Not, no, not really. Okay. So I mean, the, what they look at with student loans is they do factor in, even if you're in, um, what's that waiting period called? Um, Grace period, like when you're not paying? Right. I forgot what it's called, but. Say if you're not paying right now, the lenders are going to calculate what you would be paying. Okay. And factor that into your debt. Okay. Because they're looking at debt to income ratio to pre-approve you. Okay. So they will look at that. But just if you have a hundred thousand, that's not going to deter you. That's not going to make them say, oh, well, because you have all this debt, we can't give you a a loan. Right. All right. Because a lot of people, I mean, and I asked that question because that was a question that I got when I got my house. The girl was like, oh, you don't have student loans? And I was like, why are you asking that? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I do have student loans. She was like, so how did you get it? I was like, what's the correlation? You know what I mean? So I just wanted to put that out there. So thank you for clarifying that. So you can have student loans um, and you can still get a house. So for anyone that thinks that that's holding them back, don't think that. I have one more thing I just want to say though. Um, So in regards to the two years that I was talking about, for people like me who, because this is where I messed up. Can I just say where I messed up? Yes, girl. Right. So um, I kick butt in real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do not own anything. Mm. And I was with my last company for two and a half years and decided to quit and go self-employed and become a real estate agent. Mm. And because of that, I have to wait another two years to purchase a loan. So people who are looking to become entrepreneurs, maybe buy your house first so that you can at least get into that house before you switch into self-unemployment. Because they either want to see your last two years of W-2s or your last two years of 1099s. They will not put it together mm. and use one year of W-2 and one year of 1099. They won't oh, wow. do it. So, yeah. That's... Thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, get into your house first if you if you have the idea, if you have the thought, mm-hmm. and if you have the money, right? Right. And just look into it. Everyone has 
everyone's life is different. So we are speaking generally, but you can look into it what works for you. Like she said, get with a good realtor, someone that will look for your best right. interest. Absolutely. And once you do that, you can actually just take it from there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll guide you through the whole process. So even if you don't remember everything I just said, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they definitely will. They will handhold if, if they need to, for sure. Good, good. So thank you so much for coming yes, on the show. This absolutely. is very yes. informative. Like I love doing things like this because yes. I feel like some young people have this and I say young people I mean it's anyone but yeah. you have this mentality like oh I can't do this until that right. and that's not the case right. so where can people follow you on social media yes you can follow me at Kia underscore Clark that is K-I-Y-A-H underscore C-L-A-R-K um, DM me if you ever have any questions about real estate or anything I, I love talking about this stuff honestly So thank you so much yeah. so that's Kia underscore Clark on Instagram Yes. so make sure you follow her any questions you have reach out to her she's available to answer and you know that you can follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to confessionsofachristianchick at gmail.com and we will catch you on the next episode yes. <laughs> bye <laughs>